I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Yoy and double yoy. We talking about Twitter. Triple yoy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple yoy. We love stealing nation. find the thing I wanted to hit. <laughs> oh, well, I guess let's start the show. <laughs> Where was, uh, oh, well, I lost all my, I lost my sound. Should we start the show? I mean, this seems like an appropriate opening. Let's start the show. I somewhat resent that. <laughs> all right, coach, we're still, we're going to start it. <laughs> Shall we start the show? The clock is ticking. I mean, ready or not, we I think, oh, we're show, out of, I think we're out of timeouts. The show has started. The clock is running. The ball is, oh, shoot. We got to use a timeout in the first. <laughs> we mock ourselves. All right. This is what Jen's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers social media conversation. I'm Kyle Kreiss. I'm here with Greg Benevin. Hello. And it only took to, it only took to two and five for some Steeler fans to actually be like, why is everyone being so negative? What? <laughs> There's things to be positive about. Why are we so negative? So if this is what it took or if this is what it has taken to to uh, have a, a, a little bit of a, a, a modicum, a mod- is that a word? A, a, mod- a modicum, modicum, or even just to uh, not be relentlessly negative. Just re- Yeah, so just a little bit today, but... <laughs> I got problems even with the positivity this week. I don't know. <laughs> right? It was, you know, all, all it's all I heard this week was, "Don't it's it's Kenny's growing pains. He's he's going through the growing pains." Um, I get you know I, I don't know. I guess that doesn't do any good this season. All this all this growing, all this growing. I like showing. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's, but there was no way to get there. It's it's, you know, it's it's not. It only happens once. So a century, I believe, with the uh, rookie quarterback going uh, fifteen wins in a row. Once, yeah, once <laughs> in a. Uh, I don't even want to say blue moon. That's a. That's a, they don't sponsor us. We're a, no. We're a rolling rock family <laughs> here. Uh, once in a rolling rock, do you get a quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger? But hey, the growing pains. There was so much growing pains. I thought that there, it was a new ABC sitcom. In fact, I, do we got the? No, we don't got the song. No, no? Uh, I can't even hum it. I don't remember how it goes. I think it goes something like this. Show me that style, Big Ken. Don't waste it down. Just fling it down the sideline. We're nowhere near the end. The best is ready to begin. As long as we've got eight brothers. He's got the ball spinning, tiny gloves, hands, baby, your KP. We gotta be the luckiest dreamers with a losing season. As long as you keep on giving, we'll justify any picks that come your way. Baby, rain or shine, we'll say you're doing fine. We've got each other sharing the losses and love. Oh, that's right. The Growing Pains reboot starring Kenny Pickett as KP8. And 
Matt Canada as Tracy Gold. <laughs> Let's get to some tweets. At Jerry Dulac. Jerry Dulac. Steelers lived through Kenny Pickett's growing pains in lost to Dolphins. It's going to be a bit of a recurring theme here. How about... Mm-hmm. At Stats Guy Daniel, through four games, Kenny Pickett has thrown two touchdowns and seven interceptions. Some haven't been his fault. Some have been brutal. Today was more of the brutal growing pains of a rookie QB. So growing pains are just what happens when you have a bad game. Is that is that what growing pains are? Well, I think growing pains are what happened when you have a bad game and you still have somewhere to grow. As opposed to, you know, you've been in the league for a few years and have never been much more than a backup. So Mason has nowhere to grow. He's His growing pains are over. Well, we saw plenty of growing pains in 2019. I remember that. Those were growing pains. That wasn't just because no one said growing pains back then. It was just get him out of here. No, they, they let him play in plenty of games. I remember until what's his name broke his collarbone. It, uh, it was I remember at the time there was a lot of like, you know, Mason's stats are, you know, really good. And it's better than what you see on the field i remember that argument there was there some of that there was a lot of that at the time because they kept comparing them to ben's stats remember how the stats were similar to ben's rookie year and we had to keep talking about well the team isn't as good as what ben had and mason is better than what you think and i remember having these distinct arguments yes well then when did the growing pain stop for him then uh, I think that guy breaking his collarbone, and uh, I, you know, uh, oh, and also he came back, and when he when he came back, and he was really ineffective. Remember, they put they had the, Tomlin finally yanked him in that game against the Bengals, and then Duck came in and threw that deep pass to Washington, changed the whole game. So grow, you can have growing pains, and then midseason you're done. Your growing spurt is over. Well, I think after extended ineffectiveness, I mean, it's not like he was driving the team down the field or anything. So you're so so Ken, when so Kenny's growing pains can end any week now. Uh, well, also Mason wasn't a rookie in that season, but yeah, Kenny's growing pains can end at any time. I, you know, it was nice to see the ball go down the field. <laughs> I hadn't seen a whole lot of that with uh, Mitch at QB. At Mark Bauer seven. New Pickett's rookie year is all about growing pains. Plus, we can't forget about the plays he is making, right? Yeah. So the bad plays are growing pains, and the good plays are just good plays. Well, I mean, the the, the ball has been there have been more plays made. It seems so. Maybe I'm maybe I'm failing the eye test here, but uh, have well, I mean, the, I mean, the eye test down. was was uh, zero points scored in the second half, right? <laughs> Isn't that that's what I saw on the scoreboard? No? Am I missing that? No, 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 no. It's good. The, the Monongahela monster came out in the first half of the show today, it seems. Okay. All right. You, I mean, whatever. I mean, okay. Whatever. Um, what else is there to say then, I guess? Well, no, no, uh, no. Know? I mean, it's it's. Uh, is there a lot of people snapping back with this idea of, like, Kenny going through his growing pain? Sure. But, I mean, it's, you know, the offense has... Uh, I don't know. I, I am I right? Tell me I'm wrong. Is the the, the offense look better to you for a, a lot of the first of a lot of the game? I mean, certainly they could have scored more points than zero in the second half. I'll always agree with that. And I don't know if I'm making excuses, but I mean, I you know when other people are starting to be more positive, I'm not sure the right answer is to become more negative against them. <laughs> I just, you know, it's just a double standard. You know, it's, it's, uh, if you're, if we're talking about growing pains, it's kind of already a capitulation. And, you know, well, you know, forget about this season. It's all about next season and what we can grow into. Um, you know, bottom line was, uh, you know, no points scored in the second half. And, 
you, hey, we moved the ball down the field. All, yeah. You know, great for for zero points. I mean, uh, no, I think that's a really good point. I think you're right, and that the idea of I don't want to lower the sta- I mean, the standard is the standard means something. That that's right, and I think I don't know. I guess to me, when I hear growing pains, I don't think it's writing off the entire season. I think it, it it's I, I can understand that for a game or so. The way I'm kind of looking at this, and I I could be wrong, is that the rest of this season is about saying, hey, is Kenny going to be the quarterback for the next few years? Can he develop into a franchise QB? Because if he's really bad, if it's nothing but growing pains through January, then you really do have to think about using whatever that very high pick is going to be, unfor- could be, unfortunately, on one of those other really, really uh, highly rated quarterbacks. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, I think they're gonna, they, they'll stick him out through the contract. It's not... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're not going to say, well, you know, we, we saw his, well, we saw from his rookie season. And so we're going to bench him year two. They're going to play him out year two. So the the question, uh, you know, of anything about growing pains isn't going to be, there will be no resolution until at least 2024, right? If he's, if he's not, if he's not the guy. I mean, I don't know that, that, that seems really, really, yeah, I mean, that I, I don't want to say living in fears, but I mean, but that seems like omnipresently negative, like, oh my God, he played this bad game against the Dolphins and, at times, and he's going to be bad for the next several years. That seems. No, I'm you saying, you no, know, you're, you're the, you said, well, we're, if we're going to start thinking about the draft pick, well, we're not going to think about the draft pick in 23. We're not going to think about a quarterback in the in the first round draft pick in twenty twenty three. I mean, if he's if he's really bad throughout the rest of the season, I don't think it's impossible. All right. So when do growing pains then become, uh, you know, when do when do when does it growing pains are just bad a bad player? Uh it's I I don't think it's three weeks. Okay, is it? I mean, I, I I'm not the coach, but I'd give it through the rest of the season. Yeah. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. So growing pains, you can. So you're you're going to kind of be forgive. You're forgive anything up until the end of the season here. Yeah. It because uh, that's. I mean that. Yeah. I'm I'm more than con- as I start working my way through it. Yes. It. Uh, I mean, is there is there a point that you would pull Kenny here in the no, next? No, I'm, he's I'm, he's in for the for the duration of his contract. I mean, okay. you know, a first round quarterback. I'm not. You know, he. We've invested in him now. He's he's here for this season. Certainly, 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's we're not. I'm not going to pull my first round quarterback in uh, at the beginning of 2023. Certainly. So you know, at least uh, 2024 before you can have. That conversation yeah i think it's it's uh, there have they have staked a lot of capital in him this is true it, and i think part of what this growing pains the, the 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 growing pains i hate to use this word meme is is a response to that i think it's you know people understanding that hey this has to work and i think on some level uh, at least for the next few seasons and their you know their positivity is uh, uh, uh their forgiveness is uh, uh wanting to see that success Though, okay, so if you're not talking about growing pains, there's we've got at TFG football, Marcus Whitman. Kenny Pickett has seven interceptions, but just three turnover worthy plays. Horrible luck for a kid starting off his career. Um, we, this is the second time now we've seen this new stat of turnover worthy plays, and you know, so only only three. I don't we can't, I don't know how that compares to Ben, but um, 
are you know are you willing to forgive him on uh, on all on, on what are t- turnover worthy plays? I mean, I definitely would have been uh, willing to forgive Ben. I mean, I know I did many many times in terms of the receiver falling down, or uh, you know, I, I I'm not quite as sold on the um the 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 Claypool uh, uh, the interception that was overthrown to Claypool being a defensive pass interference. But um, I I I I mean, this is one where I don't know if the rookie necessarily should get the benefit of the turnover worthy. Place. This feels like one of the many next-gen stats that uh, perhaps we didn't need. But um, I'm sure it got a lot of clicks for uh, whoever determines what I ter- – whoever defined – or originated a turnover-worthy play. Yeah, is that you know? It's like the baseball score, the, the power of the scorekeeper in baseball. Now the the power of the who determines what is turnover-worthy. That's because uh, miscommunication we hear all the time, and and who determines who is miscommunicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's only something you'll know internally. I mean, only the team knows who miscommunicated. You on the outside will have no idea. Um, uh, how about some other more glass half full mm-hmm. at NFL Research? NFL Research. Kenny Pickett has thrown seven interceptions in his first four career games. The only other rookie quarterback to throw five more, five or more interceptions in their first four career games was Steelers Hall of Famer Terry Bradshaw. And um, for those of you who don't know, he would go on to win four Super Bowls <laughs> with the Steelers. So, you know, like you said, I guess you can't judge things on one on one uh, game or one season because if we did, we wouldn't have players like Terry Bradshaw or Peyton Manning or Troy Polamalu. I think I think Peyton was the other guy that showed up in the stat too, right? Because those were pretty close to that. Now those guys were both one one picks, and uh, uh, Terry played with. I mean, obviously, while Kenny doesn't play on a Steelers team that was anywhere near as good as the one Ben had in 04, uh, it's probably even though I wasn't around better than the one Terry had in what nineteen seventy. Yeah, right. That's uh, what was that? That was the um, no, that wasn't the one. The one in fifteen D season that was sixty nine, right? I think. Yeah, I mean, it's neither of us were there, so we don't. But it was all this morass of bad that I know from having read the yearbook. So you know, this, we're not saying that Kenny is going to be the next Bradshaw or Peyton. Uh, could even be the next Favre. I mean, that's if he throws that many picks. I, hey, I'd be happy with a Favre if you know he throws seven picks and seven TDs in a game or something. I'd be happy with Matt Ryan at, at his peak. It's just all you have to do, if all you have to do is can you play well enough at an All Pro level? If you can be good enough to be a Pro Bowl quarterback, then odds are you're good enough to win the Super Bowl with a team around you. We live in a universe with Super Bowl champion Nick Foles. <laughs> it's it's not yeah, Brad Johnson. I mean, they're not Brady Dilfer. <laughs> right. I mean, that, I mean, obviously now we're getting in the realm of great great defenses, but. Like, but Brady's kind of like skews the grading curve in terms of Super Bowl court winning quarterbacks in your lifetime, as do Ben and Peyton. Like, it's you know the one thing you walked over is the one guy said he remind Kenny reminds him of a young Eli Manning. I can get that. That makes a bit of sense. I could see him developing into that kind of guy because you never looked at Eli and like, wow, look at this dude's physical gifts. I could like, also I could see Kenny eating wings and drinking beer at Liberty Bar in Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> that's that's where I bumped into Eli his rookie oh, year. Did you? Yeah, oh. he lived in Hoboken his rookie year. I would see him down at the Steelers bar there, Liberty Bar. Huh. I don't think he knew it was a Steelers bar, at least when I saw him, because otherwise. <laughs> People, people were being cool to him. They weren't being, you know. Oh, I, as a Steelers fan, I always, always, and like I, th- I sp- think I speak on for many here, have warm feelings towards Eli Manning because we rooted for him in those Super Bowls against Brady with, with like Steelers like passion in those two games. Oh, definitely. 
Um, how about this from at Mark Cabali? Mark Cabali, who would have led the Steelers to the most wins so far if they had played every snap at quarterback through seven games? Mitch, 5.6%. Mason, 7.3%. Kenny, 23.7%. But Ben, 63.4%. There's, uh... I you know I I would I I'd be the first to say yeah whatever but there's something about Ben in the fourth and compared to Mitch and Kenny in the fourth uh, I, I I agree with that the only thing I've thought of in the last couple of weeks is I agree with you guys the only thing that I've thought of in the last couple of weeks is just is just seeing Brady and realizing there is a moment where all of a sudden it all just stops. Oh, yeah. And I think with Peyton, it kind of did around that Super Bowl, but, like, that defense was so good, and they had the one last good game against Brady at out there in Denver, but, like, there is a moment where, weirdly, everything just goes away. And I wonder if... And, and again, we say this about the fourth quarter thing, and I'm right there with you, but, man, that was also a year ago. Like, yeah. that's one <laughs> more year on top of it, you know? I mean, it's, it's, and when it goes, it's gone. Yeah, Brady literally left his game at uh, Robert Kraft's wedding, and it made <laughs> right. that might have been his gift to him as for the for the groom. <laughs> Here, uh, here's here's what's left of my soul. Right, right. Uh, well, hey, Kabali uh, is actually one of the positives. The in, mm-hmm. the insiders here hear the quote from Kabali: uh, "The intangibles are tangible with quarterbacks. <laughs> he's never going to throw it for seventy yards, or he's never going to throw for fifty touchdowns. But Kenny showed for the first time, at least to me, that he has what it takes to be an outstanding quarterback." In this league, what uh, he he can't throw seventy yards? I thought he has. I thought he has a little bit of the arm there. Uh, I I I mean, I don't know. I I the last guy I can remember to throw seventy yards was uh, what's his name, Kyle Bowler. Remember they kept showing him do that from his knees, and he could do that. It. I mean, it's you know, I I I I mean, not like anyone else. I mean, maybe Carvalho's thinking it just as I did. I, I never thought in a million years Kenny would get that throw to Friermuth on fourth and whatever. I yeah. mean, I thought for sure this is the end. I think I started walking out of the bar at that point, right before right, right around. The the time of the snap but uh maybe that's the kind of thing he's referencing specifically i think he had a hail mary didn't he have a hail mary for 65 or was that mitch i can't even remember now where the games are the uh yeah it no i think maybe he did i thought because there was a hail mary against the jets but i'm trying to remember was that the first half or the second half at, uh, I think he threw it. I think you're yards. right. I, I think, think I went... think you're right. I think you're right. He might have that. He might have that seventy and fifty touchdowns. Why not? I don't know. Uh, I, I know. I know. It's, we're not going back to like the '89 era of Steelers, but um, well, the Steelers weren't throwing fifty touchdowns in '89. <laughs> but you're at that time. Things people were doing that. Marino, Montana. Yeah. And, you know, at uh, or even Brady back in the Moss days. At um, at uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um. Well, let's. Uh, gosh, we got a lot to get to mm-hmm. with Matt Canada, of course, and we've got to. What else is out there? A lot of Canada hating. Some, oh yeah. Some. Oh, you know, we. I pick on the. Uh, I pick on the tape watchers, but I'll pick on some of the stat counters too. There's some. Uh, some hot stat takes. Or, or you know, a couple hot stat takes. Maybe maybe one that I actually endorse. Um, oh. Well, that is something to look forward to in the second half. Yeah, some some uh, some math. If you love math, <laughs> someone said the best part of this show is the is the theme song. And so, if you've listened this far, then heck, well, I guess we got your download, right? All right, we'll be back in a minute or thirty seconds, maybe.
Show me that style, Big Ken. Don't waste it down, just fling it down the silent. We're nowhere near the end. The best is ready to begin. As long as we've got H, brother, he's got the ball spinning tiny gloved hands, baby. Your KP, we gotta be. The luckiest dreamers with a losing season As long as you keep on giving We'll justify any picks that come your way Baby, rain or shine, we'll say you're doing fine We've got each other sharing the losses and love Welcome back. I just wanted to hear that again, just because uh, uh, I'm sharing the losses and and love. There there is some there's some love this week. Although one person not getting the love, don't you want to? Ah, oh, that's right. The the makes me feel good. The nostalgia of hating the offensive coordinator, even in a two and five season, I can feel good by <laughs> counting on the tweets of Steeler Nation. Uh, l- at least we're not being sympathetic to Matt Canada, right? Even from <whistles> at KD Pomp once again, bomb Pompiani going dark side. It's very subtle. You t- you you're, you're not going to just read it on the surface. Mike Tomlin was asked. If, if there's time for a change on offense, he said he's not there yet. Tomlin doesn't feel like it's time to make a change on offense, which uh, it sounds harmless. I'm not being critical at all. But knowing knowing that everyone in the comments is piling on, what? He's not going to make, you know, Tomlin doesn't feel like there's need for a change. What? It's obvious to everyone in Steeler Nation that Matt Canada has to go. At a Kinkabwala, Aditi Kinkabwala. Mm-hmm. In December 2012, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh did something he said was personally hard. He acknowledged offensive coordinator Cam Cameron, a very nice human, and his friend wasn't the best fit. He let Cameron go, moved quarterback coach Jim Caldwell to offensive coordinator, and two months later, Baltimore won the Super Bowl. See hashtag Steelers. So, I mean... <laughs> Basically calling for Canada's job. I know some of these reporters uh, believe that, but to be out there on Twitter, basically straight out saying, uh, you know, we're not going to win unless Tomlin fires Matt Canada. Uh, You're right about that is one of those things. It's like, I I guess it just all falls into the morass of Twitter. It's one thing to see the fans making these comments. It is something else entirely to see like, oh, oh, here's someone that is an insider, a respected analyst and a person that's covered the team very closely for many years to kind of make that leap. And she does talk about how difficult it is for her to bring that up. But uh, but yeah, it is it is more shocking when you look at it in isolation and really look at it than if it just comes over your uh, Twitter feed. Who? What? What position are either? I mean, I'll put Pompiani in this. In this too. What position are they in to 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 be like? Oh, uh, you know, 
it, it, it's time. I, on my authority, it's time, Tomlin, to make a change. Like, he sits there next to him every Thursday, and he's not going to ask that. He's not going to say, so you said you don't need to make a change uh, this week. Um, so, you know, what's up with that? He's not going to ask him face-to-face that question. Well, he'll. F- I, I, I mean, I don't watch all of these shows, but, I mean, they do find ways to intimate that. Like, what does your offense need? You know, if you're going to parse into that level of subtlety, they probably, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not talking about someone I see here. They, are, they do ask questions like, what do you see your offense needs to improve what change are you seeing over time what can your offense do in this next game and each of those things can just as subtly mean uh so your offense coordinator is the problem for all that right have the guts to ask your question right you know it's like yeah oh what does the offense have to do over the next uh nine weeks uh to determine whether or not there's going to be any changes and you know something convoluted yeah, that is a little, that is, but that's also a step uh, uh closer uh, what you just said something like that that uh, and you can ask those questions in the context of the buy like what are you looking for over the second half of the season in terms of your offensive improvement i, I mean i would like to see questions like that i imagine we will see questions like that uh, well, I hope Tomlin just shuts him down and saying, hey, uh, we're sticking, you know, we're sticking. I'm not throwing, you know, we're not going to go run and shoot all of a sudden because, uh, you know, we can't get, you know, uh, outside zone to work or, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to play the triple option. Hell no. All of a we are going to because- keep running these uh, jet sweeps with the wide receivers. We're going to pound you with Chase Claypool. Well, hey, the- and if you look by yards per carry, those jet sweeps They're are doing better than a lot of things. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. Let's run the jet sweep 20 times. I don't, you know, if that's mm-hmm. what. Uh, if, you know, that's what I see. I see that as being a success. We'll get to the play calling. Do you, <laughs> did I even put some of the play calling stuff uh, on? I, I mean, we can get into it even if it's not here. Yeah. Well, here, let's go to, um, let's, you know, Pittsburgh Einstein at Colin Dunlop uh, from 97, 93.7, the so-called fan. If the Pittsburgh Steelers want to make Mike Sullivan the caretaker offensive coordinator the rest of the season, that's fine with me. They should absolutely go after Jason Garrett sooner or Mm. later as the next OC. The same day, let's keep going because he wasn't done, the same day at Colin Dunlop. No kidding, Pittsburgh Steelers should immediately bring this man in as offensive consultant, like today, Norm Chow. So uh, Jason Garrett, who I believe is... uh, you know, couldn't have been persona non grata number one in in Dallas. And who is this other guy, Norm Chow, who I think was uh, worked in Tennessee maybe a decade ago? Well, I mean, a couple things. One, I mean, as much as you know, the hate there is for Canada here, you can. I'm. I have know for a fact it was just as bad in Dallas for Garrett, if not worse. Two, the Norm Chow thing, real quick. I actually saw Dunlap's tweet, and what was doubly hilarious about it was he used a picture of Norm Chow from when Norm was at the University of Hawaii. And I don't know if you followed any of this, but like, there are terrible football stories of what have happened to programs, and then there's the University of Hawaii. <laughs> like, obviously, there's different challenges there, but it's if you ever look at it online and we see like how badly can things go, look up the University of Hawaii. Woo! Oh, okay. And how about this? And and I hate to say that I'm actually agreeing with for once. <laughs> At Paul Zeiss. I know. I was thinking the same thing. If the implication is that the Steelers' offensive coordinator stands between them and a Super Bowl, let's just say Tomlin could hire Bill Walsh in his prime and they ain't going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) I mean, this comes back to the question of coaching versus execution, right? Coaching versus players. And, um, you know, what is really, you know, and and, and for the Steelers, you could argue it's both. But Mm -hmm. Paul's point is that, you know, it's, it's the execution, really, that's lacking. 
Oh, yeah. And also, too, it's it's important to note we when a team is two and five, you don't have to blame any one aspect. Like everyone <laughs> has not done their job to some extent, to varying extents, but from scouting to drafting to coaching to execution to everything at two and five. Uh, yes, everyone shoulders some amount of blame. I mean, you can't coach. um you know, four dropped interceptions, you know, those right. you, can't, you can't coach, um, uh, I mean, two third down penalties in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right? Uh, you can't back-to-back penalties, um, you know, what else can you not coach? I don't know. All kinds of stuff. It's uh, But you can't, but I mean, but again, just as with, you know, you're seeing the growing pains of this defense, just as you were seeing it with Kenny. I mean, it's, you can coach somehow shutting down Tyree Kill to the extent that anyone has all season. I mean, I, I mean I'm willing to go that Tua wasn't 100%, but geez, he was in his stadium on Sunday night throwing to maybe the game's best receiver. It uh, They did an amazing job on him after that first drive. It uh, Maybe you are starting to see you know the, the the growing pains of this defense if, if you had yeah if you had to say at halftime if we need to shut them out to win mm-hmm. you just said oh no chance in heck and Absolutely. then that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. uh if you know if you said oh we need devin bush to ball out and uh mm-hmm. if we need terrell uh, Edmonds. yeah yeah um not to get a sack of course or any kind of pressure we're, we're past that but yeah at, uh, yeah um last how about last thing on canada from at Blitzburg, hiring Matt Canada to run this offense was the biggest mistake of Mike Tomlin's career. <laughs> um, I mean, if even if that's even if we, if that, we say that's true, eh, that's maybe not the I mean not the biggest mistake. You know, I, I, I was trying. What is the biggest mistake? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Like it's. I mean, because because then you start getting into weirdo stuff. Like, is it is it drafting Lima Swede? Is it enabling a B? Is it uh, you know putting everything? Is it? I, I mean, it might be sending all that capital for Devin Bush. I mean, but how much is? I mean, the biggest mistake of Tomlin's career. That's such a multivaried question. We could probably yeah. do a whole episode trying to figure that out, honestly. And it's all in hindsight too. If you if you right. try to evaluate those decisions in the moment, you know, yes. you can say Devin Bush is the worst. Decision in Tomlin's career. Hey, we're coming off a great game he played. Yeah, like, and, in the, and in the moment he was, you know, he was Mr. Football. You know, he oh, was, absolutely. It's, um, it's, I thought he might have been a bigger deal than the guy who went before, right before him to the Bucks, who's been incredible White, and a yeah. champion. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, yeah, you said you know Michigan linebacker. I mean, they all went to that Michigan pro day. They all, you know, they were all sold on him. You could say people were saying Najee is a mistake. Now they were so sold on him too. The character of him, you know, and everything. also we're saying that today. We're yeah. not saying that next year or later this season. It, or it's it, it what is the so you'd have to qualify it to what is the biggest mistake of Colin's career as we sit here today like I said you could do a whole episode on that if we're ever really really hard up for ideas which has yet to happen yeah I'm gonna say oh gosh uh, yeah I don't know right Lev, I mean but some of these things weren't in his control right exactly Lev, Lev he, he made Lev Bell drive down McKnight Road like that like what you know he made Lev Bell's agent tell him all that goofiness what you know yeah it, See, it's oh. so tough to get to. I'm sure one of these other, yeah, maybe the fan is out there. Well, I guess the fan, the fan no, that wasn't the fan. That was Blitzberg. Has already spoken, but. right? But it's it's it's. But that's such a rough, or it, you know, is the biggest mistake. Uh, uh, I mean, I can't. Yeah, it's 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 run having Rashid Mendenhall run that ball in the fourth quarter. I mean, I you know he didn't make him fumble. Like I mean, it's yeah. they were moving the ball. Like 
Uh, See? I, yeah, I don't it's know. It's so tough. That's why as soon as I read that, I'm like, man, we could talk about this for days. And because trying to find an honest answer to it is incredibly difficult. Blitzing Tim Tebow, you know, right. putting him on man. But even <laughs> then, the next week, they're going to the undefeated Patriots. And I'm sorry. Uh, I can be optimistic. They're not winning that game. Like, you know. Well, okay, so maybe Matt Canada is his bad. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I almost talked my way into it just because it's so because it's like, okay, that's something at least I can look at. Like, let's talk some stats. Mm-hmm. Um, this was uh, this was this this was a popular sentiment. Uh, let's go to at Reggie underscore B Flow Reggie. I am mad about one thing though. Stop running the. Ball first down every single f-ing time we get the ball. I mean, what the f-? Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles collectively know what we are doing on first down. So everyone thinks, oh, we're just run, run, pass, run, run, pass. Um, well, let, let's uh, let's check out the stats here. At by Josh Carney, Josh Carney, just looking back through some charting last night and into the morning. On 76 drives this season, the Steelers have started out with a run play 35 times. 46.1%. That's that's that's, as, min- that's close to half. <laughs> right. And moreover, it's a minority. It is. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so the stats don't say run, run, pass. Um, at Mark Cabali, Mark Cabali, this is specific to the Dolphins game, mm-hmm. 13 of the Steelers' first 20 first down plays were runs. Uh, so you're like, oh, 13 out of 20. That's a, that's a large percentage. Okay. 13 out of 27. I mean, it's, it's just a little bit over half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the, you know, this, this narrative of, you know, just run, run. So we're so predictable. Meanwhile, I remember seasons past when we're like, why don't we just line up, uh, James Conner and run, oh, yes. you know exactly. Make it 1996 again. I mean, it's I, I I don't I meant to send it to you. I don't know if I did, but the only person who I trusted who greatly criticized the play calling was uh, uh, I believe our positive tweeter of the year, Trey Essex. Yeah, who was so <laughs> mad, and he even said, "I went to bed mad. I woke up mad. The way this offense is called is making me really angry." I should have sent that to you. It uh, it was the one, and I was thinking like, man, if Trey Essex is mad, this is not good. Trey is has been wasn't he? our positive tweeter of the year he was definitely the uh alumni 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 division (laughs) uh, and it's you know that was the one where i was like man what imagine what it takes to make trey mad you know it um i I should have sent that to you well i think this is the key stat at scarpizio scarps Mm -hmm. the steelers have run 40 offensive plays when trailing with less than four minutes to go Passing-wise, they're 21 for 35, 244 yards, no touchdowns, five picks, and four sacks. It's a passer rating of 41.5. This is kind of the, the, I don't know if this is any way you can measure the clutch factor. You know, the fourth quarter, uh, when Ben was at his best, uh, Steelers are certainly not at their best. Does it, you know, it, it almost doesn't matter what happened. In the past, it didn't matter what happened in the first 45 because you mm-hmm. always had a shot in the fourth. Right. And maybe... As a, as a fandom, we need to, uh, or I guess I'm the only one who's thinking that way. We need to, um, we can't think that way anymore. It's 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 the it's we we don't have that fourth quarter uh, execution that we used to. No, it uh, it's not. I mean, this is yeah. I'm tr- uh, and this is and this is all and this is every game this season. It's not like it's just started and okay. So it's so they were trailing in the Pats game. Uh, they were trailing at the. They weren't trailing in the Jets till the last second. 
it um because the jets came but yeah so it's so they probably didn't have a play then and then they were trailing in the bills game uh even though that's a little misleading because it's not like there was a fourth that, quarter yeah that wasn't a fourth quarter sitch and then um yeah and obviously the two interceptions in this dolphins game and then um yeah what's the one a miss oh it, right and they beat the bucks which doesn't count so yeah it um well, yeah, no, that's uh, that's not uh, uh, that's that. Uh, yeah, that doesn't show yet the uh, big comeback there. No. So you know, I mean, and, and we're we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, technically the second greatest when it comes to fourth quarter comebacks, mm-hmm. but of all time of the yeah. of NFL history. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's going to be impossible to compare. Uh, to that and no although there is important to keep in mind that ben missed a couple i mean it's not like every single time they were trailing at the end but more times than not he found a way i mean yeesh, even even in even in those games last year against the chargers or the vikings that were seemed to be some of the worst uh defensive right. games when they were absolutely blown out and they shouldn't have been in there still games. had a still had a shot in the fourth with ben mm-hmm. um and then maybe the maybe the other stat that we're not we're not really talking about at alex kazora Alex Kazora, the Steelers' defense still has more sacks in Week One, seven, than they've had over their last six games combined, just five, on pace for twenty-nine. Which uh, you know we're used to fifty-plus sack seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Keith Butler uh, certainly gets maybe some post uh, some after the fact credit to there i don't know oh yeah absolutely no i mean it's and they were and those were good defenses but uh but yeah i i don't know it's it's can anyone work with malik reed i think uh i think there's again it's one of those things that two and five it's uh everyone is at fault at um there is a blame everything and everyone to use the old quote at um and that's how team and that's the thing how teams work you yes. 12 players work together you know it's like Oh, well, they're eating up the secondary. Well, there's no pass rush. Well, there's, uh, you know, there's no one to get to the pass rush. Everyone's right. hurt. There's, uh, you know, can't get the ball downfield. Well, well, we can't complain about the O-line this time except penalties, you know, but. Um, right. It's just exactly. The quarterback threw those interceptions late at the end. Well, there were a million other things that went into that, too. You can never just blame one particular aspect. Okay. Well, let's let's get the band on the field. <laughs> <laughs> think there's chance for a comeback in this game but we'll still play we'll still are the, do they the play fans Ren- came out do they play renegade in a blowout loss i don't know uh, well it's it's what they do is they, they they might play it like earlier like i think yeah. that you know it's it's because there's because it's rare that they're blown out so badly that like they're out of it by the fourth you can play it on like the first or second drive of the fourth quarter just thinking of the raiders uh, game i was at last year where it was oh. like, okay, they were out of this mostly, but like, hey, if they get a stop or a pick six and then a big play, then you know. Well, let's uh, let's do a couple a couple of miscellaneous things here. We'll start with at Steelhack underscore forty three Steelhack. <laughs> Draft the kid and end up redshirting him. Uh, we're talking about Calvin Austin the third <laughs> on a two and five team. This is the worst offense in the league. Insane. Uh, I, it's I, I I don't want to say I, I I didn't call this because I didn't say that Allison was going to be injured and put on IR, but I did say previously, hey, don't don't expect this fourth round rookie at all of five nine and a half or something mm-hmm. uh, to be out there running routes up against uh, these NFL corners and secondaries, and and and, and turns out that is the reality, um, a missed opportunity for sure, but. Uh, 
the expectations shouldn't have been much higher than this. Should they have for Calvin Austin? For a fourth, for, for a fourth round pick, no. I mean, I just think what a lovely pairing with the Paul's Ice tweet. Like, if only the Steelers had Paul, Bill Walsh in his prime, and Calvin Austin the third, the fourth <laughs> round wide receiver. Super Bowl, here we come. Yes. That is the one player, yeah, <laughs> missing. Not George Pickens, the guy that makes the highlight real catch every game. but The, fourth... <laughs> the guy they want to throw 20 times. You know, geez, when are we going to get Pickens more? It's like, we're through it 10 times to him. How many, right. you know? Not down the middle, of course, but we're definitely throwing to him at the sides. Yes. Um. Oh, did we? I guess we talked a little bit about <laughs> the dropped interceptions. Yeah, at yeah. Tommy Jaggy, Tommy Jaggy. You can say the Steelers lost because they dropped four interceptions. To that, I'd say the Steelers lost because the offense scored 10 points. Stop deferring from the real problem. This offense is the worst in the league. Um, you know, geesh, if one of those picks, at any moment in the game, any of those picks could have turned into the game-winning score. But we would have had to have scored to game-winning score. Yeah, to, to... It's, it, again, it, it, this comes under the auspice of blame everybody and everything. I mean, the Edmonds one, I mean, a couple of them, like maybe Sutton returns it. But some of those were like not dissimilar to punts. Like, if he catches a ball and goes down, I mean, it's, you know, so it's, I mean, could that, would that have turned things around? Uh, possibly, maybe. But, I mean, it's, you know, again, ev- everyone is at fault here to some degree. It's hard for me to blame the defense this week but because they played very well. But this is what this is what mediocre teams do. One part, part plays very well and one part does not. It doesn't all gel together. That's the sign of a team that's uh, average or and, below it. And can you criticize a defense? They didn't give up any points in the second right. half. And then you're still like, well, you didn't get a pick six either. Come on, you know? Right. And, and this is what drives me nuts about, the, and to piggyback on the same thing, it's what drives me nuts about the people like, but they're the league's highest paid defense. They, they should do that. I'm like, they're one, they're not when T.J. Watt is not on the field. <laughs> no, no, yeah, they're right. well below that. Now, that being said, I do have higher expectations of the defense than I do of the offense because that's what we were told about this team. That's what Tomlin himself told us at the beginning of the season. That's what everybody said. This team was built around this defense carry. It. So, well, I can't be like, hey, it's all the defense's fault. You're supposed to be the big brother here. Yeah. Well, and and big brother is uh, back on the practice field. Yes. So uh, maybe, you know, geez, I mean, I thought Juju's return last season was gutsy. <laughs> this is uh, this is absurd. Yeah. So this is such a ridiculous idea. <laughs> if we yeah, like it's I mean, if, gosh, if we don't start winning with TJ back. You know, I don't know, but we can't get into that. That's that's a conversation that's going to happen in just about three weeks' I was going to say, we might have changed from living in our fears to living in our anxieties. <sighs> is there is there anything left to fear? I don't even... Um... Uh, I don't think there is anything left to fear. Well, we told the You're people exactly the team right. would be two and six, so that's we got that going for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we've been talking about. Oh, okay, coach. I guess we'll wrap it up here. Um, yeah, check me out on social media if you want to keep the conversation going. I don't know. Why? Why would you want to? <laughs> I'm at Kyle Kreis. Greg, uh, where, what are yeah, your social at, medias? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Greg Benefent, V as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. I, um, we got so, oh, we had some reviews this week and, um, one was a one star review and nice. It said the best part of, of, uh, Yin's talking about Uh is the intro. Oh, okay. Well, that's all you like. So that's, that's an even double slam against me. Well, I I don't know. I did put, I did put effort into the song. Yes, you did. And you do an amazing job. If that's all you like from the show. Hey, I think we got your download. (laughs) I don't know. Does that count as a listen? Hey, we listened to the theme song. Does that count as a listen? It has to. It has to. 
That's like moonlight when like I when moonlighting would come on, I heard the theme song, then it was like time for bed. So <laughs> I get it. You hear the you hear what you're talking about theme and then it's time for bed. So <laughs> we all bear a little responsibility to make sure that we elevate this floor. Elevate this this platform. Go Please. out go out in in life and uh Try to be a better person than the people you see on social media. Mm -hmm. It uh, won't be that hard. <laughs> yeah, it won't be that hard. But um, I don't know. Maybe the, all this optimism, people, people, optimism about the future. Hey, the growing pains are here, and but and, but it's the future that that is looking bright. But I've always been more of a present. You know, I don't want people to think that I'm giving up. But it's like the pre. I'm like I'm I'm down for the future too. But. I'm not down for like giving up on the season. That bums no. me out. I don't and like. Neither much. are they. And Tomlin isn't, which is, I, I, which is, I thought Cabali's real point is that he's. That's why he's sticking with Kenny because he maybe does give them the best option now. Tomlin certainly believes that. So there is hope. There is hope. Hope. You hope we're not mathematically eliminated. Right. So there is hope. Hmm. Um. All right. Well then, keep listening. I guess there's a reason to listen. <laughs> So you can't, uh, don't delete us from your feed just yet. We'll save that for two and seven or two and eight. Or Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll save that for the NBA. When, when, okay. Save that for the Maulers. See, is the Maulers coming back anytime soon? Uh, when, probably not till spring. All right. Well, until, uh, until what Jean's mauling about <laughs> premieres. <laughs> that's, that's actually too good. <laughs> just remember to listen to your coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.